Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning into the Sheila Zielinski Show today. I have a very special guest to bring on. But before I do that, would you please prayerfully consider becoming a partner with this ministry financially? Would you get behind it and support what I think you'll agree is a really important ministry? Please do get behind it. You can go to SheilaZielinski.com, and we've made a lot of convenient ways for you to support And I really appreciate that. And I also really covet your prayers as well. Please do be praying for me and this ministry. And I really appreciate that. And also do remember to subscribe to my weekly email alert. It comes once a week. You'll get an email and stay in the loop on guests and topics. And so that's really exciting. Make sure you go over there to SheilaZolinski.com. You scroll down and you subscribe to our e-news because that comes out once a week. Don't miss it, folks. Stay in the loop. Well, I'm excited to have back on a guest that has not been on for a while, but he is long overdue. He's a good friend of the program. It is Randy Ritchie, and he's going to deliver a really powerful message, including deliverance, and it's going to be very powerful. So, Randy, thanks for coming on the program. Well, thank you, Sheila. Delighted to be here. I'm going to let you set it up, take the mic, get into the teaching, and you throw it back to me when you're ready, sir. Okay, sister. Thank you so much. And hello, ladies and gentlemen, people that belong to the living God and those that need to belong to the living God. I'm Randy Ritchie with Christ Outreach Oklahoma is the name of my ministry. Uh, My wife and I serve, and her name is Callie. And I'm delighted to be here with you today. We're in some troublesome times. Before I start talking about love, which is the principal thing and the the topic of conversation today, I want to say this. We are in times that are uh, could be bewildering, could be confusing, vexating. I'm going to tell you, when you start looking at what's going on in the governments, what's going on with the vaccines, I mean, I, I, most people listening to this show will know that the point of the disease was the vaccine and that many more than likely listening to this show, I, I'm just going to tell you something. When you look and see that what we had is what appeared to be our best alternative before, which would be against abortion and against uh, the open borders and the crazy insanity that's going on. But when you look back and, and take a fresh look at everything, you're going to see that even what many chose as what they felt like it was a great choice was the rollout that were the very people, was the very instrument that rolled out these vaccines. We are watching, literally watching before our eyes, the unfolding of the book the Lord gave us, the instruction manual. We are watching the implementation of the beast system and by the way this one's gonna go down all these all these leaders that are doing all this mess that they're doing and they're working for lucifer and the elite in canada the elite in the united states the elite of the world the politicians at least they're working for the elite the elite don't care about them there's no love in the devil's kingdom they're going to be cast aside and ragdolled and all of these leaders that are vying and hoping bloodline families, hoping that they're going to be the ones on top at the end of the day. When, whenever the Lord pulls the restrainer, allows the Antichrist to come, he's going to ragdoll them and they're going to be horrified by their fate, especially when they die and face what is coming. 
And I want to say this, there's, there is this plan, it rolled out, it murdered people, it killed people, it struck fear in people, you know, what they've done with it is horrid. And, and yet right now, so we have the COVID, we have the vaccine, and I'm sure there's been many on this show that, so if you don't know, the vaccine is putting graphene oxide in your body where most of the body of Christ that had any understanding of eschological times and the mark of the beach and such felt like there was going to be a chip put in the, in the wrist or the forehead. And, and yet uh, the technology has gone beyond a chip. Nanoparticles put in your body. Many are dying of these shots. Many are suffering disease and swollen hearts and all sorts of things. And of course, we're not being told that. You have to dig to find information. It's always out there because the truth is the enemy doesn't go to great lengths in some respects to hide a lot of the stuff. The stuff they say, it's all out there. But Bill Gates says going to reduce the world's population through vaccines. Okay. Now, so here we are, but it's more than that. So there'll be people die. They can flip a switch and these vaccines, whatever they, the, the graphene oxide and the programming that came through the, nan, there's nanoparticles in there. They can do programming, send it out through the 5G. Now it attacks another set of people. Now it reacts in a different way. And they're doing all this thing. And even as we speak, there's potential war going on in the Ukraine the war drums with China and Taiwan, all of that. And I don't think for one minute it's not orchestrated across the board, but yet there are people the on this earth that want to see those catastrophes come to pass in order to bring in the new age, the new world order, the age of Aquarius, all of that, which we know would be the beast system rise of the Antichrist in which you're compelled to buy, not to be able to buy, sell, or trade. We're seeing the precursor. Sheila is in Canada. Your literal rights as a citizen of freeborn citizen of what was supposed to be a free nation have been taken away in places. They're doing it in Canada. They're doing it in Australia. They're trying to do it there. Now, there are people protesting all over the world. And perhaps, perhaps if God's people pray, he'll push back. They Listen, the timetable, you have to know this. The timetable is not the enemies. He's running his plans, but the Antichrist doesn't come until God pulls the restrainer. God can push back darkness. We can through prayer. By the way, don't even bother to pray if you're not going to repent. If you're not going to confess your sin, and, and I mean, I'm going to talk about love here in a minute, but that, that can, sin goes, am I failing to love people? Am I failing to fight for those? Am I failing to pray for those that despitefully use me? I mean, the, the whole nine yards, we've got to become Christ-like, and that means crucifying, dying to the flesh, but, but all of that negative stuff, and I, I'm telling you, I can, I, we're not there yet where I live, but I see it coming. And myself, I've, if I have to camp at my home until they come carry me before the councils, then that's what we'll do. That's just what we'll do. 
and we've prepared for that. But if if we have to do that, that's what we're going to do. But I know one thing is that only thing that's going to sustain any of us is the love of God, is allowing his love to flow in us, to magnify him over all of these problems. And ultimately, you're going to have to focus every single one of us on the love of God, the promises of God, which are yes and amen. We are going to have to, I mean, I asked somebody, at church, uh, I was a minister in a church a little while back, and I asked them, have any of y'all read the book of Revelation? And most of them have. And I said, how many of you did it scare you? And so many raised their hand. And I said, it's because you're reading it wrong. Yeah, all the junk's coming. It is. We're literally watching it before our eyes. Not just revelations, Daniel, all the end time prophetic from the from the minor prophets, the major prophets. The, Paul said what would happen in the last days and perilous times. We're seeing that to a T. Jesus described the wars and the rivers of wars and the plagues and the pestilence. All of that is happening before our eyes. But go back and read that book of Revelation. The real deal is it's the revelation, the apocalypse is the unveiling of of Jesus Christ. It is the story of the one who came, the one who was, the one who is, the one who is forevermore, our risen Savior, who is going to come back and take the trash out. He is our warrior king. He is our king of kings and the lord of lords and he will put every one of these wicked things under his feet and he will gather his unto himself at the point of his chosen time and i'm going to tell you something he will either protect us sustain us or help us endure whatever it is he has for us but the only way i in my own mind I'm going to be able to walk this thing out is to allow his love into me and to flow out of me to others and to be the greatest intercessor I can be. And that even means that sometimes I'm going to have to pray for some of these people <laughs> that in the natural, I mean, you'd spit in their face if that was, if that, I mean, in your natural, in your flesh, man, what are they doing? What are they doing to children? What are they doing to people? What are they doing? They deserve every bit of death, but I'm going to have to leave God to judge that. And I'm going to have to lift them up. And here's, I'm just going to share how I pray for some of these leaders. And this is what I, because my Bible commands me to, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, which doesn't mean that everything going on in Israel is right. It means I'm to pray for that city. Because once the peace of Jerusalem is established, it means the king is coming. So when you're praying for the peace of Jerusalem, you're literally praying Jesus come. And everybody should want him to come. So whether I and I understand people say, well, all these people need to be saved and all of that. But listen, God's got that. But why would I not want him to come? I'm here as a soldier. You're here as a soldier. We're here to do battle. We're here to be victorious. We're here to overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. But the bride spirit and the bride say, come, we want him. We should want him. I do. I, I want him to come fix what is incredibly broke. In the meantime, he uses us to help fix this broke person, that broke person, to share the good news, to share the gospel, and even to pray for these that seem beyond salvation. 
I know many listening here have heard various shows with Sheila and understand that there are people out there that are probably not even human. And they're probably not. I mean, I'm just going to say my belief is they're not. And many of them are doomed to judgment. No salvation because they're not even humans, which, by the way, is what they're trying to do with these shots, which I would call the forerunner to the mark of the beast. I mean, you take enough of them, you're probably not going to not take the mark because they've got their mind control in you. Because along with being able to switch it for sickness, they understand and know the frequency of fear, the frequency of anger, the frequency of violence, the frequency of bliss. And they will begin to control people. And and this whole thing not only is going to change your DNA so you're mixed with whatever animal or even fallen angel again, what happened pre-flood, but also in synchronicity with artificial intelligence tied into the web. The Lord told me at the very beginning of this thing, back before we understood completely about the towers and what they were doing, and back before the internet was rolled out, but we saw the 5G towers roll out. We saw my wife, uh, the Lord told her, look up Corona. We looked it up, saw it was a field. So I saw a field, an electric field. So I pieced that with the towers. I understood, and then the Lord told me, internet of everything internet of everything internet of everything you will literally become part of the world wide web those that have taken the shot have to are, are linked into that web now it's not like we're just sitting here using the web you're now part of the web and if you've taken the shot i don't condemn you but i would say if the listen i pray the lord's conviction for anybody if you're thinking about it don't do it. But if you've done it, con just confess it is sin and ask God to remove that junk from your body and expel it. Ask him to turn off the transmitters. I pray that done right now, that you're no longer a transmitter and a receiver. See, see what happens with humans that have taken the shot, they become receiver transmitters. Okay. So they receive from the 5G towers and they also transmit out. Ourselves, we have to walk wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. But see, all of this going on, we're going to have to um, overcome by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony. But I want to key on this love never fails. Love never fails. Love covers a multitude of sin and love conquers all. And I, I got on a rabbit trail, so I want to go back that praying for people that are doing these wicked things that might not. I, but see, I can't judge them whether or not they're human or not. The best I can do is guess. And I might even be right if the, if the Holy Spirit tells me that's one thing. But I need to know that I know that I know. Because as soon as I condemn them to hell, if they're human, then I, I, I did not. God so loved the world. He wants to save everybody. Everybody who will repent. Anybody who will turn. And we all better be glad because I don't know where. If he drew the line, I'm, pr I'm pretty sure I, with my past behavior, I might have been on the other side of the line. So I got to be very careful about condemning people to hell. Yeah, they're going to hell if they don't change. But it would be my hope that they would change. And some of them, maybe they, maybe they need to go to prison before they change. But so be that. God, your judgment, your mercy, I place them before you. But Lord, if they're not even human and it's within your will to do something now, I give you agreement to judge this situation and destroy these works. 
1 Corinthians 13, 1, I may speak in the languages of humans and angels, but if I don't have love, I'm a loud gong or a clashing cymbal. I may have the gift to speak what God has revealed, and I may understand all mysteries and have all knowledge. I may even have enough faith to move mountains, but if I don't have love, I am nothing. I may even give away all that I have and give up my body to be burned. But if I don't have love, none of these things will help me. Paul sitting there simply saying, listen, I may speak in languages of human and angels, but if I don't have love, I'm a loud gong or clap. It means he's, he's saying, I can do all this stuff. I can prophesy. I can pray in the spirit. I, I can believe God for mighty things. But if I don't have love, I'm nothing i could give it all up but i'm nothing give my body to be burned but i'm nothing without love love is one of the fruits of the spirit when we speak of the work of the holy spirit we're speaking about the operations of the spirit of god the spirit is there to cause things to happen in people's lives that bring them more in tune with god's purposes on earth when the spirit starts changing someone it shows as a growth in character a change in their way of life that is good for the people they are living among. I saw somebody say the, the, the power of God is, see, see it's, it's manifest, it's needed, but the power displays what God does. But the, the fruit is a character changer. It displays in our character. People start actually being the person of love God calls us to be. This change in character and way of life brings breeds fruit of the spirit, like fruit grown by a tree can feed people and wildlife. From ancient times to today, abundant fruit from an orchard is seen as a cause for hope and celebration. Abundant spiritual fruit breeds hope and is well worth celebrating. Paul describes the fruit, love, and this term he uses agape. That's the kind of love that can't even be explained. That's the kind of love that somebody calls you an idiot and you say, well, I love you anyway. That's the kind of love that people reject you and have no reason whatsoever to reject you for, but you're able to forgive them. You're able to let it go, and you can literally rejoice if they were to come back to you. You could hug their neck and love them. You could pray for them. You could, that's the love that causes you to pray for those that just, listen, the instructions of Jesus. Pray for those that despitefully use you. First of all, that's the kind of love that comes from God. That's the kind of love you receive from God because none of us have it in us to pray for those that despitefully use us out of our natural self. We only get that because God's love is in us. Then there's joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Listen, God put love on the top of that list. And I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Joy, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Peace, Jesus said we have it by, we have peace beyond all understanding. Patience, even the trials work the patience, the kindness, goodness. Who hasn't benefited from the goodness of God and, and isn't it good to be good to people? How about faithfulness? Faithful to God, faithful to those that God entrusts us with and the gentleness, gentleness to others with our mouth and our tongue and that self-control and that listen we got whole nations that are out of control no self-control in these riots that went on that went crazy and destroyed cities and destroyed people's lives and their livelihood no self-control our leaders have no self-control the words that come out of people's mouth condemning people no self-control 
I mean, we're, but listen, in that love, if we'll walk in the love, the rest of these things will follow. And we're going to have to have self-control in order to fight this fight. We may be led to go this way or fear trying to get us that way or, I mean, and led by our own soul to run a direction here. And we better be hearing from God so we don't go over here in the trap the enemy is setting for us here in these last days. Paul follows the list of the fruit of the Spirit by saying against such things there is no law. He was talking about the fact that the religious authorities are generally positive toward a life with these characteristics. But even a staunch enemy of the church will likely find these qualities appealing. Look, so all of these qualities, even when you look at the law of the prophets, and what, what God was trying to do, especially with the law, he's teaching people how to live right. Paul said it was holy. I mean, I'm going to tell you something. If people obeyed the Ten Commandments, we wouldn't probably we wouldn't be having any problems. This earth would be at peace. I don't know why people would think those Ten Commandments are bad. Those are wonderful commandments. Matter of fact, they were given to Israel. If they'd have just took those, he he wouldn't have given them the rest of the stuff he had to give them because all of the rest of it's wrapped into the Ten, which is wrapped into the Two. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor. As you love yourself, this fruit of the spirit and with love being the chief are positive characteristics that are appreciated by almost everyone in every land, in every place. It comes from God because they're the way God is. So wherever God is at work, this fruit is what it's like. As you live in a fruitful way, you're being drawn closer to God and integrated more into God's purposes. As you grow closer to God, you'll think, act and live more fruitfully. So love, how important is it? John 14, 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. John 14, 23. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he'll keep my words, and my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Luke 10, 27. And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. John 13, 34, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Now, look, this is the thing about Christians, and Sheila had just spoke earlier about they can't even get out and gather. This is horrible. I, I hope that y'all can still go in places and go from home to home. And that may be what has to be done. And it may come to a place where we all are having to do this underground. It's Canada now, Australia then. You know, the day is coming where they're going to try to cut us all off. And we may have to gather underground. We may have to do what we do in a way that's hidden until we get exposed. And then It'll be God to keep us under his wraps or we'll go before the councils and they'll do what they do. But we're going on to a great reward. And then that's where that love of God, listen, that's where the love of God comes in. You got to realize no matter what, we have a great reward. No matter what, we have a great father. No matter what comes, he will carry us through. But he, Jesus said that love, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have loved one to another. I know there are good reasons to disagree across the body of Christ. 
There are people I know love God that are denying the gifts of the Spirit today. They call them cessationists. There are people I know that love God that are believing in what's called dominionism, that the church is going to rise up and take over the world. That ain't going to happen. That's not what the Bible says. Either one of those positions. But I don't have to hate those people. I know they love God. I know they're just deceived. Now, there's wolves in sheep's clothing in every area. Any, any place. I, I would venture to say every denomination, every place, everywhere there's wolves. But I can't go missing out on loving the sheep because I'm worried about a wolf. God will show me the smell of a wolf if I need to. See, if I need to see a wolf, God's going to show me the wolf. We need to pray. And if you're not one of that, we all become watchmen. Lord, show them, give me discernment to see what's not of you that's called you. From Kundalini, the spirit, and as a counterfeit Holy Spirit, counterfeit Father, counterfeit Jesus. It's invaded a lot of the charismatic church. That don't mean all these people that are messed up by that spirit are all evil. There may be some evil ones there. Most of them are just deceived. Most of them love the Lord greatly, and they've got this deception, and it, it is bringing destruction because that's what the demons do. I can't condemn those people. i got to pray for them. But I'm going to tell you, when they start the persecution, and she said there's already the suffering of that in Canada. There's other places that it's this is going on. Even states like New York, that's like a different country from the rest of the United States. California, they're like different nations than a whole lot of the United States. But, and I'm going to say that we're not really very united as the United States today. But we're going to, when the persecution really starts, the line is going to be drawn and it's going to be clear. There are those that are going to love the Lord, those that are born again, and the rest of them will not. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to all need each other when that day arises. John 17, 26, I have declared unto them thy name and will declare it that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them and I in them. This is Jesus talking, praying to the Father. And he says, I have declared unto them your name, Lord the Father's name, and will declare that the love that's wherewith that you love me with. Uh, Jesus is saying the love you have for me, Father, will be in them and I will be in them. Jesus said we're to love one another five times in the Gospels. Luke 6.35, but love your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great. And you shall be the children of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Boy, thank you for that, Lord. I'm, I'm glad he was kind to me and rescued me when I certainly had no merit for rescue. Luke 6, 27. But I say unto you which here love your enemies, do good to them which hate you. Through Paul, Romans 5, 5. And hope makes not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. Hope. That's the hope for the best, the hope for the best, even when it looks the worst. Romans 8, 28, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Do you know how many people, honestly, are having a, have had a very casual relationship with God? Very casual. Really? Really? Just living their life, don't really care what he thinks, but acknowledging him. As God acknowledging 
but that you know god's always talked about a people that honored him with their lips but with their behavior they weren't there with their hearts they weren't there but i'm telling you right now across this nation across canada across the world there's lots of people that are getting serious about the most high god so in effect all these things that seem terrible will work out best for people's good and will work out for the kingdom and there will be a great harvest of souls as we move forward it may not look like the revivals all these people are thinking about but people people are going to accept god and many are going to call on him at the last moment they're going to call on him through jesus the only way to him romans 12 9 let love be without dissimulation that means disguised or concealed or with a false appearance abhor that which is evil and cleave to that which is good 1210 be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another romans 13 10 love works no ill to his neighbor therefore love is fulfilling the law second corinthians 8 24 wherefore show you to them and before the churches the proof of your love and of our, our boasting on your behalf Galatians 5.13, for brethren, you've been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Ephesians 1.4, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. 115, wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints. Ephesians 3:17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. Over and over, husbands to love their wives. It's like Jesus loved the church. Here's Philippians 1, 9. This I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. Colossians 2, 2, that their hearts might be comforted. Now listen, what kind of time are we in now? That our hearts might be comforted being knit together in love and to, unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and the Father and of Christ. 1 Thessalonians 3.12, and the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men, even as we do toward you. 2 Timothy 1 and 7. So listen, what I mean, this scripture, we better anchor on such. I, I, even, I talked earlier, listen, they can broadcast fear. And those that are vaccinated are linked in, as I said, have become part of the World Wide Web. Just half. Okay, the rest of us, that don't mean they can't broadcast stuff at us. But it's almost like the difference. Look, so I can have a demon on the outside of me that's trying to convince me to do something, blah, 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 whatever. But if that thing is on the inside now, and depending on how much I've cooperated with it my whole life, there can be things that then happen that that demon on the inside, it's like almost automatic. I just, people, I'm using me, I'm just speaking in first person, but, but if it was on the inside and a trigger happened, there's an almost an automatic default to that behavior because that demon's on the inside versus on the outside it not having that level of control it's trying to gain access so here's what we got now is you got these broadcast towers broadcasting what they're doing some of it to make you sick some of it to mind control you and and yet if you've got something on the inside that is a receiver picking it up now there's a greater level of control given over
Second Timothy 1 7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. First Peter 1 22. Seeing you have pur purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit under the unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Can I say something to you? If you got family out there, if you have the ability to patch up what's wrong, but, you know, most of the stuff is usually a bunch of trivial things. Sometimes it's not. I get it. But but the time is short. I You know, we don't have a guarantee that six months from now, any of us can worship the Lord. We don't have a guarantee these nuclear weapons could go off. They could, however they're going to roll out their plan. Now's the time to get right with God and get right with everybody who will get right with you. First Peter 2, 17, honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Listen, and I'm going to tell you something about getting right with people. Sometimes if you get it right, don't go in expecting them to receive everything you might say and just call you the finest thing <laughs> since sliced bread, okay? You just go in and make it right. You're also not only clearing you, you're giving them an opportunity to get free of their own mess. If they take it, praise God. Praise God. You've won your brother. You've won your sister. Really for Christ, for his kingdom. If they don't, you did what you're supposed to do. Don't be ruined. Don't be rejected. Don't go deeper into the funk about it. Don't go talking about it. Do what you're supposed to do and let God be God in that situation. Give them over to him. First Peter 3, 8. Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful and courteous. You know, we don't normally like the thought of being pitiful, but what that means is that be aware of your own mess. Callie and I laugh sometimes. We look, so I'm glad they're, I'm glad we, they ought to be more like us. And then we laugh and say, Oh, God, I'm just glad we got our own problems and not theirs, right? Because we're fully aware that we're not there yet. First John 3 14, we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loves not his brother abides in death. 316, hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brethren. First John 4, 7, beloved, let us love one another for love is of God and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. He that loves not knoweth not God for God is love. Beloved, if now look, loving people doesn't mean you agree with everything wrong. Does it? Matter of fact, sometimes you love somebody, you listen to the Holy Ghost because we're not the Holy Ghost and we're not God. But if the Holy Spirit's telling you to tell somebody that something will destroy them and you know that something's going to destroy them and you have that unction of the Holy Ghost, just to leave them alone is not to love them. You just approach in the fear and the meekness, the fear of the Lord and meekness, lest you fall yourself and you offer them a lifeline. First John 4, 11, beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. 4.12, no man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us and his love is perfected in us. 4.18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love. Are you struggling? Are you in fear? If you're in fear, it's because you're not walking in perfect love. Hear me. If fear is ruling, it's because you're not walking in perfect love, which first of all, the beginning of walking in perfect love is a accepting that the price that Jesus paid was enough for you. 
It means you got to forgive yourself completely of every failure, and you got to let the love of God come into you, the love of the Father come into you. Because it says here that perfect love casts out fear. Often, when I'm doing a deliverance and I've gone through a bunch of deliverance with somebody, at the very, I'm going to end up saying, "Lord, thank you for perfect love that casts out fear," and I'll see a whole nother set of demons come out because perfect love is going in and. That stuff has to leave. He that fears is not made perfect in love. First John 4.20, if a man say I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he that loves not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God who he has not seen? There are King James, 49 verses found on loving God. Love the brethren seven times. Love one another, nine verses found. What does it look like? First Corinthians tells you. It says it suffers long. It's kind. It does not envy. It does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. It doesn't say, look at me. It does not behave rudely. It's like, you know, sometimes we got to know if I, let's kind of tell, listen, body of Christ, children of the most high God, don't justify sin ever. If we get provoked and add, you know, if somebody provokes us, we didn't walk in love. If I behave rudely, even if they were rude to me, I didn't walk in love. I need to turn around and say, God, I'm sorry. I didn't handle that right. I mean, why? It, it, we can make every human excuse for why. I mean, and yeah, and we can agree with each other and empathize with each other. But the truth is, God's called us to another standard. And if I'm walking in perfect love, you can't provoke me. And you can pass me up on the highway and throw peace signs at me or whatever you do, I'm not going to get mad at you. Instead, I'm going to pray because you need some help. You need some help. I may break the words you just cursed me with. (laughs) And I'm going to say, bless the Lord, help them to slow down. Don't let them hurt anybody on their way to wherever they're going. Love does not think evilly. It does not rejoice in sin. It rejoices in truth. It bears all things. It believes all things. Believes all things means you believe God can fix things. You believe in him through all things. It hopes all things and it endures all things. It is our standard. It is unselfish, benevolent concern for one another. Brotherly concern, the object of brotherly concern or affection. It is the self-denying, self-sacrificing, Christ-like love, which is the foundation of all other graces. Unselfish, loyal, benevolent concern for the well-being of another. I repeated that. It is the high esteem which God has for his human children and the high regard for which they in turn should have for him and other people. To love, to have affection for someone, to like, to be a friend, the love of brothers for each other. Here's a spiritual description of love in action. It builds each other up. 1 Thessalonians 5.11, Hebrews 3.13. It looks out for each other's best interest, Philippians 2.4. It bears one another's burdens, Galatians 6.2. It was, causes us to be kind to one another, 1 Peter 4.9. It is honor and respect to one another, Romans 12.10. It causes us to serve one another, Galatians 5.13. To admonish, so admonish means to correct with encouragement, really, Colossians 3.16, Romans 15.4. 14. It causes us to confess our sins to each other. If I know you love me, I can say to you, 
listen, I confess I've been doing this. I have a problem. Would you go with me in agreement in prayer to God that he would help me with this? And then James 5, 16 says, when you do that, you get healed. Love causes you to forgive each other. Ephesians 4, 32. Think of one another. Hebrews 10, 24, not to judge each other unholy. Romans 4, 13, it cause you accept each other. Romans 14, 1, 15, 7. You know, I've had people like sandpaper to me that, that we always learn that if, if we call people that we repel from God's sandpaper and the first thing you need to do is say, okay, God, what's wrong with me? But some of those people have ended up becoming friends. And it was just the devil trying to stop what might would happen. Love causes us not to be a stumbling block, each other, Romans 15, 13. It causes us to esteem one another higher than ourselves, Philippians 2, 3. So what are the hindrances to walking in love? One of the main messages that comes through loud and clear from studying our Bible is the extreme importance that God the Father is placing on that everyone learn how to love him love ourselves, love one another, to even go as far as to be able to love our enemies and those who will try and hurt us. There's an extreme importance that the Lord has given us to love one another. So does it make sense that the enemy would try to stop that? Our abilities as fallen humans to love one another is very limited. That's why it's so important for each and every Christian to work very closely with the Holy Spirit to get this fruit worked into the core of our personalities. It is only when the love of the Holy Spirit starts to flow and enter our personalities can we even begin to love God, love ourselves, love one another to the degree and to the intensity that God would really like to see from each of us. As we go through the sanctification process with the Lord, this quality should be listed as the number one quality you should seek for Yahweh to put on or Jehovah to put into the core of your soul and personality, for Christ to be formed in us, for his type of unconditional love has to be received and pursued and given. The Holy Spirit will, with your permission, get this quality imparted into your mind, into your soul, into your emotions due to the extreme importance of it in your walk with the Lord. You can be the greatest man of God greatest woman of God, have some of the greatest gifts of God flowing through you. But if you're not walking in this with the spirit of love and humility, it will be for naught. I'm going to tell you something. God will use a person who is gifted in a mighty way. He will use them in a mighty way to preach the gospel. People get baptized in the Holy Ghost. He can use them in deliverance. He can use them for healing. All sorts of amazing stuff God can do. But if that person doesn't walk in love, the not isn't that it, it doesn't mean that the gifts wouldn't have worked. It doesn't mean that God wouldn't have used them for things, but it means their personal work. It means that they're in trouble. They're going to be open to the attack of the enemy. They can be destroyed and they're going to stand before the Lord and say, and he's going to say, what in the world? Why didn't you love people? I gave you all of those gifts. Why didn't you walk in love? So like everything else that we would deal with, listen, the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. So if you have a hindrance to your love walk, there's going to be a demonic aspect to it. A demonic aspect more than likely came in because more than likely parents didn't know how to love. Father was absent. Mother was critical. However, that whatever it looked like, mother could have abandoned all sorts of ways the enemy 
uses our raising to bring us up to another level of destruction. But no matter what, and then there's our own poor choices. We need to confess our sin, repent, turn from it, renounce the sin, cast out the demons, and pray for healing. So anybody who listens to this and wants to pray, wants your love walk to soar. You want to be delivered of the things that hinder you. I'm just going to pray. And if you can pray along with me, then you do. But it's just as effective to just say, I agree. And then when I get to the end of these prayers, I'll call out some demons. And we'll see what the Lord does for us. Before I do, I want to say, Father, I just thank you in Jesus' name for this opportunity to minister to your people for what has been done in teaching and the teaching gift, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for the anointing that was there for that and the anointing to receive it. I thank you, Lord, that wherever any heart needs to be pricked, it's pricked. And I thank you, Father, for power and authority over the enemy. And I bind the strong man assigned against me and my wife, Sheila, and our ministries in the name of Jesus and against every person within the sound of my voice. I bind every mind-blinding spirit, every shield and seal of the enemy I call stripped in the name of Jesus, stripping all the demonic armor. And I thank you, Father, for your children having an ear to hear and an eye to see what you would say and show Holy Spirit. And I thank you for deliverance being the children's bread and that, Lord Jesus, you would destroy the works of the enemy here. In Jesus' name, giving you all glory, Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for saving me. Lord, I thank you I'm saved because I've repented and received Jesus Christ as my Savior. And by his blood I am cleansed. By his stripes I am healed. I confess now to you, Father, in Jesus' name, that I and my ancestors have failed to love you. We failed to love ourselves, and we failed to love our neighbors as you have commanded. I confess impatience, unkindness, envy, bragging, boasting, pride, haughtiness, rudeness, being angry and provoked as sin. I confess that I've judged and thought evil of others. I confess rejoicing in sin and not the truth as sin. I confess that is sin. I confess I have not borne all things as love commands. I confess that I've failed to believe in your goodness to help me overcome, as well as having given up other people as hopeless. I confess that I've not endured trials in your love, but have complained and even hurt others instead of praising you my Jehovah Elohim, and walking in Jesus' love as my answer. I confess that I've torn down the brethren, failed to look out for their interest, failed to bear burdens, failed to give honor and respect. I confess I've failed to serve and admonish the saints as your word instructs. I confess that I've walked in unforgiveness and failed through pride to confess my faults and be healed. I confess that I've been thoughtless and often improperly judged other saints and the lost. I confess that I've rejected others and at times been a stumbling block to them. I confess that I've failed to regard others as more important than myself and have returned evil for evil. I confess that I've not prayed for my enemies. I confess that I've torn down the the brethren. I confess that I failed to look out for their interests, failed to bear burdens, failed to give honor and respect. I now repent for all these sins and every other sin, both personally and generationally, that would hinder me from walking in the fullness of your love. I forgive all who I have charged. 
I repent in Jesus' name and through Jesus' blood and receive cleansing and healing according to your holy word. I renounce all unloving works as defined in my confession as well as any not mentioned in Jesus' name. I break every curse, both generational, self-generational, and imposed on me by others that would hinder the walk of love I'm called to in Jesus' name. I now bind the strong man assigned to my family in Jesus' name. I bind the gatekeepers, internal strong men, rulers, chief rulers, princes, and chief princes in Jesus' name. I command the nobles to attach to the princes in Jesus' name, and I bind all the nobles and princes. I bind the shields and the hidden works of darkness in Jesus' name. I bind and gag and blindfold all demonic scanners, spies, sentries, and messengers in Jesus' name. I bind all demonic horsemen, birds, witchcraft spirits sent against me in Jesus' name. I break up all demonic confederacies sent against my life in Jesus' name. I break every assignment sent against my life by Baal, Jezebel, Leviathan, Python, the Queen of Heaven, or any other fallen angel in Jesus' name. I ask you, Yahweh, for and thank you for holy angels sent by you into the heavenlies and here on the ground to do battle on my behalf in Jesus' name. I command the iron fetters broke, the brass doors knocked down, the chains broken. I command the demons assigned to the curses broke to leave in Jesus' name. I command any squatters to leave in Jesus' name. I command the evil demonic water to be dried up in Jesus' name. I declare that rivers of living water flush out rivers of death and marine spirits have to leave in Jesus' name. I declare that as you demons are called out that you have to leave because of the scripture in Luke 10, 17 and Mark 16, 17, which gives me authority and declare what believers do. I submit to Yahweh, Yeshua, Jesus, and the devil and the demons must flee. I humble myself before God and my father gives grace. I am going to eat the children's bread. I submit to Jesus' authority through his body, the church, and agree that all satanic, fallen angel, and demonic entities have to flee me as the Lord's ambassador commands in Jesus' name. Psalm 107.20 says, The Lord has sent his word to me and healed me and delivered me from my destructions. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. Psalm 103.2.03 says, Who forgives all my iniquities, who heals all my diseases. I'm making this personal. Take it as personal. Psalm 103.4, Who redeems my life from destruction, who crowns my life, me with loving kindness and tender mercies. I thank you, Father, for healing my mind, will, and emotions from any damage done by the demons. I thank you, Father God, for taking away unholy and unhealthy cellular memory. I thank you, Lord, for repairing the sound, light, numbers, letters, chemicals, and frequencies in my DNA. Restore the DNAs, Lord. I believe it is your will to heal me, and I receive healing now in Jesus' name. Now, I'm going to begin to call out demons. If you've never done this before, you agreed with the prayer. You put yourself in a great position for freedom. Jesus is the deliverer that comes from Mount Zion. So all you need to do is sit, agree, take a deep breath. Don't pray in tongues while this is going on. 
We can magnify the Lord with that later. Right now, you're just looking to see stuff go. Just take some deep breaths without hyperventilating. If you go to cough, burp, yawn, sneeze, any of that, throw up. Don't stop it. Let it happen. You might just breathe in your life change. But if there's manifestations, don't stop it. So the enemy go, even as the Holy One comes in. It's not talking about whether you're born again or not. This is the kingdom of God being established. This is the kingdom being established. Unloved, come out. Unloving, come out. Unlovable, come out. Rejection, go. Abandonment, out. Ashamed of physical appearance, get out. Shame, go. Embarrassment, go. Blocked intimacy, go. Fear of man, go. Comparison, go. Don't be comparing yourself to others. Compare yourself to Jesus. Know you're going to fall short and be who you're called to be. Be who you are. You're the unique one. You're unique in all the world. Nobody's like you. It's amazing. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Break the power of that I don't feel love spirit. Spirits that halt witness, that makes them fearful to witness. I bind you. I break your power. Inadequate, go. Feel like God can't use you. Go in Jesus' name. Feeling of being no good, you demons, go. Feeling inadequate, God wouldn't choose you, you lying demons, go. Victim, go. Unwanted, go. Intimidated, go. Everything's always unfair, go. You came with that rejection, get out in Jesus' name. Spirits that draw the bully, go in Jesus' name. Every spirit that bullies, go in Jesus' name. Rejection, perceived rejection, can't love. Can't give affection. If you made a vow that said, I'll never love, that hurts too much. You need to repent. Say, I repent for that, Lord. I break that vow. I want your love in me and coming out of me. You're like a stagnant body of water. Even if the love comes in, it's not going out anywhere. But I present to you, the love can't really come in unless it can go out. Inferiority, isolation, let God's people go. You let people take advantage of you all the time because you don't think you're of value. Now, listen, we yield one to another and all that, but there's a place where people don't do people right, and you're not anybody's doormat. You can assert yourself and do it in a kind way and a godly way without sinning, but I break the power of that that causes you to let people take advantage of you. Loneliness, get out. Man pleaser, get out. Martyr complex, get out. Mistrust of everyone, go. Others, demons that cause you not to be trusted, go. Unaccepted, go. Not feeling like you belong, go. Outcast, go. Not wanted, go. Approval seeker, go. Attention getter, go. Self-accusation, self-condemnation, self-hate, self-rejection, go. If you got any of that, self-accusation, self-condemnation, say, Father, I'm sorry. Jesus, you paid for me. Your blood was enough. Who am I to reject what you've accepted? I repent for it, Lord. I repent for it. Your blood's enough for me too. Your blood is enough for me to accept me. I break the power of this darkness in Jesus' name. Withdrawal, unforgivable. You think you've gone too far. That's a lie. You have a problem, you withdraw. Say, I renounce withdrawal. Maybe there was you were sent to your room when you were a little boy or a little girl. You're sent to your room as a little girl. Like, get out of my hair. Mom was too busy. Dad was too busy. So you just went and had a fantasy world in your room. Come out of the fantasy. Renounce the fantasy realm. Don't live in your imagination. Live in the goodness of God. Perversion of the mind go. 
Every spirit that makes a straight path crooked, get out in Jesus' name. Deaf and dumb spirit, get out. I separate deaf and dumb and rejection. Let them go in the name of Jesus. I break the power even of arrested development at every age all the way up. Accidents, accident by burning, accident by drowning, blindness, convulsions, crying, deafness, destruction, dumbness, ear problems, emotionless, dominated by others, doubting salvation, driven, embarrassed, false burden, false compassion, false guilt, false responsibility, performance. Listen, don't perform for God to accept you. He already does. Serving because you love him. Serving because you love him. Rebellion. I repent. We all need to repent. I repent for rebellion, Lord. Rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. We break this curse. Speaking evil of authorities, criticizing authority. We can say what's right and wrong. It's all a matter of the heart. Dishonoring parents, disobedient to parents. We break these curses. Go, 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 go. Come out of God's people. Factious, fighting, independence, insubordination, not honoring, reverencing husband, unsubmissive, obstinacy, pouting, quarreling, stubbornness, undermining, not loving wife like Jesus loves the church. Get out! In Jesus' name. Get out in Jesus' name. Father, I pray. I pray that all like spirits as well. Anybody that will agree with me in the name of Jesus. And however much agreement we have, the word says one will put a thousand to flight and ten and two ten thousand. So let's all come in and all who will come in agreement that the enemy is fleeing God's people. Thank you, Lord, that perfect love comes in and cast out fear, fear of man, fear of rejection, fear of abandonment. Go in Jesus name. And Father, I give you glory and honor and praise for it. I thank you that his perfect love comes in. You heal the brokenhearted. Every broken heart from father, broken heart from mother, broken heart from siblings, broken heart from friends, broken heart from marriage and relationships, that you heal the broken hearts, that you bind their wounds. I pray, Lord, for a healing of any human spirits that are bruised, Lord, battered in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, and all spirits maintaining that, I break your power in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, and hope deferred is destroyed. I also now come against depression. I come against discouragement. I come against disappointment. I come against discouragement. I come against depression. I break the threefold cord. I command the spirit of heaviness to let them go. In Jesus' name. Take a deep breath. Everybody listening, take a deep breath and let it go. Let it go and be made whole. Let it go and be made whole. I bless you today. I bless you today with the love of God. I bless you today as a father in Israel. I bless you to be blessed to know the love of our heavenly father. I bless you to receive the love of our heavenly father. I bless you to be all that he's called you to be. I bless you to walk in his love. I bless you to walk in his grace. I bless you to be made whole. I bless you to be healed in the name of Jesus. I bless you to have purpose in him in these last days. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Amen. I thank you, Lord. Randy, very quickly in the last part of the show, very powerful. Give out your information for the folks, please. Okay. Uh, this is Randy Ritchie with Christ Outreach, Oklahoma is the ministry name. Our website is ChristOutreachOklahoma.com. Shortcut to that is KingRitchie.com. 
K-I-N-G-R-I-C-H-E-Y.com. I can be reached at Christ Outreach OK at gmail.com. And we do personal deliverances for anyone who wants to set an appointment. And we bless you today and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All that information, folks, is linked there in the description below. Randy, thank you very much for coming back on the program. And if folks haven't listened to our other shows on Freemasonry and other ones, I've got the link there below in the description. Randy, thanks so much for coming on the program. It's been a blessing, Sheila. I bless you today and thank you for everything you do. Folks, that was Randy Ritchie. His information is linked in the description below. Hey, make sure you're following me over there on Telegram as we post the shows over there as well. And thank you so much for tuning in. We're out of time. We'll see you real soon. Good night and God bless you.